Welcome to the Life Makeovers podcast. My name is Cindy D. Whitmer, and I am the Midlife Makeover Coach, helping you turn your midlife into your best life one step at a time. Through powerful conversations, my own midlife roller coaster story, and over three decades of helping people transform their lives through counseling and coaching, I am on a mission to help you create your own definition of success and happiness. Thank you for being here. Hey, everybody, it's Cindy here. Welcome to the Life Makeovers podcast. I'm so glad you are here with me today. Uh, my website is cindydwitmer.com, and that's where you can find out more about what I do, what my services include. And if you want to email me and ask me anything about my business, about your life, about anything you want to share topics you'd like to see me cover on the podcast or in my other services, my newsletter, any of that, please go there to cindydwitmer.com and you can click the contact button and get my email address. You can sign up for my newsletter, which comes out on Tuesdays. Um, um, and, and just look around and see if anything is of interest to you. And then if you want to schedule a free midlife strategy session, that's great. You know, I work with women to build their confidence because I think that when we have confidence, a healthy level of confidence, then we can do anything. And so that's where I come from, is I operate from that. I know this to be true because as I got more confident and recognized my own worth in my life, my life got better and better and better in literally every category. And that's what I want for you too. So that's what I spend my life and work doing. I am on a mission. So if I can serve you in any way, please reach out. I would love to have a conversation. So today I want to talk about aging because it is one of the subjects working with women in midlife that comes up all the time because so many of you are struggling with that number, whatever number you're at. Um, I've heard women in the decade of the 40s, in the decade of the 50s, in the decade of the 60s all say it's too late for them. Um, it's too late for them to turn their health around. It's too late for them to get financially secure for retirement. It's too late for them to be happy in a relationship. It's too late to start over with a career. It's too late. For, I mean, you fill in the blank. Maybe you've said that yourself. And so I'm here to work through some of that with you because it is such a common, common thing. And so you're not alone for sure. I can reassure you if you need that reassurance, you are not alone in these feelings. But I have a lot to say about this that I hope will be helpful to you. So remember that age sincerely is just a number. And so you want to look at whatever number you're at or whatever number is bothering you, a looming birthday coming up, or maybe you're going to be the big 5-0 or the big 6-0 or the big 6-5 or the big 4-0 or, I mean, <clears throat> who knows, or 7-0. You know, and ask yourself, what does that number mean to you? Seriously, what does that number mean to you? Because that's where you're going to find out why you are suffering or fearful or worrying or stressed. It's what you believe about the number, the age that you are or the age that's coming, 
that is the actual issue, not the age that you are. Okay, so you understand the difference. It's not the age that you are. It's the thoughts you have about it, the meaning you put behind the age that is the true issue. So if you're unhappy about what age you are or you're concerned about an upcoming age you're going to be soon or whatever, what you think that means, really look at that because you can make yourself feel better if you can shift some of those beliefs or examine some of those thoughts and, and look at things differently. So it, if, okay, no matter what age you are right now, if you're not comfortable with your age for whatever reason, I want you to ask yourself a second question. And that is, what do you think your this age is supposed to look like and feel like? Okay, what do you think this age that you are or that you're concerning yourself about is supposed to feel like or look like? And again, what you're going to find here is your belief system around aging. It's not necessarily based on fact, right? Because we can debunk all kinds of facts we hear about aging, uh, you know, things that really don't have to be true for everyone. Um, and so just ask yourself, you know, what do I think I'm supposed to look like when I'm 60? What do you think I'm supposed to feel like when I'm 50? What about, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you have beliefs about an age and then you're not lining up with the picture it's supposed to be for you, then that, that is where the discrepancy lies. And we want to want to get you aligned with a life that feels really good to you, no matter what age you are. So let's talk about some of the common fears or issues that come up for people, for women as they are aging. <clears throat> common ones that I hear about all the time in my therapy and coaching is fears and issues around the unknown. Like what, you know, health concerns. When is my health going to start deteriorating? Or is my health already deteriorating? How long am I going to live? When am I going to die? Kind of those unknowns. And then number two is insecurities. Insecurities around finances. Lots of you are scared about your financial future because you think you don't have enough laying around for the future, or maybe you've lost money recently, or you've never saved money or whatever. And another insecurity can be the fear of grief and loss. So like somebody else in your life losing their physical capacities or somebody else close to you dying and you being in the throes of grief instead of enjoying life and insecurities around any kind of change that could come with age. So your own independence, your own health, um, other changes that come, you know, if parents are dying off or siblings or, uh, you know, kids leaving home, uh, whether your marriage is on the rocks or not, things like that, insecurities with jobs, thinking that the older you are, the less valuable you are to the company you work for, or, or you're too old to start a business or whatever you're telling yourself, these are common fears and issues. Number three, nostalgia. Some of you live in a nostalgic state at this point. In other words, you're always looking back at the good old days, back when this was how it was, or what, you know, whether it's high school, college, whether it's, oh, when the kids were little, it was so nice, this, that, and the other. 
or, oh, I miss the good old days when our family always got together on the holidays and or whatever, or I miss the good old days when I could go hiking or biking or running or do whatever I could do. And now I can't do that anymore. Or, you know, just looking back all the time and, you know, appreciating those memories, but it's kind of keeping you stuck in your present and you're not looking forward to the future. You're so busy looking backwards. Now, I'm all for reflecting on life and appreciating our good memories and, and even learning from our difficult memories. I, I'm not saying I don't want you ever to look back. But <clears throat> if you're kind of stuck in that state where, you know, you find yourself reflecting all the time or looking back with nostalgia but, uh, and not enjoying your now, then that's, that's a problem, right? Because you may have lots and lots of life left to live for one thing. And then number four, another thing comes up all the time, all the time with people in midlife is regrets they feel. You know, the guilt you feel because your marriage didn't work out, the regret you have because you blew money on something or other or didn't save from the time you were a young adult or that you never got that degree or that you are still overweight or that you never, you know, took that trip you wanted to take or, you know, whatever it is just, you know, or that you, you know, you've, um, you know, been at, had addictions that you're, you're, you struggled with for a long time or still are, or whatever the regrets, regrets, regrets. So there's a heaviness that many of you carry emotionally because of your histories and so forth that make it hard to look forward to the future, make it hard to enjoy where you are right now. So those are four examples of common fears and issues that come up with middle age. And as people get older and older, come up more and more often. So let's, knowing all of that and understanding the normalcy of all of that, I wanna ask you, what do you actually want? If you could please, for a second, not focus on your age and just think about what do you actually want your life to look like at this point? What is missing? What do you want? What do you love? What do you enjoy? I mean, really think about that. You know, if you could just write the script of your life right now and you could just, or you could order it, you know, like you order a burger at, in a restaurant, if you could just order the life that you want, what would you order? What would you say you want? Like um, maybe you want to travel a lot. Maybe you want to um, declutter and organize your home. Maybe you want to spend more time with your kids or your grandkids. Maybe you want to take um, a girl's adventure trip. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to learn how to play gu guitar. Um, maybe you want to find love again. Maybe you want to enhance your current partnership or marriage, uh, by, you know, a romantic getaway or learning something new together. Maybe you want to start a business you've always wanted to start. Maybe you want to go back to school and get some training you never got. Maybe you want to volunteer now and quit your job. You know, I don't know what it is. It could be a thousand things, but it doesn't matter. What I think, what matters is what you think, what you want. So get clear about that. Get crystal clear about that. It's very important. That's part of the coaching I do with people is I get them very, very clear 
about what they want their life to look in every area, what they want their health to look like, their relationships, their finances, their professional life, their personal development, their free time, their environments, all these things get really clear because you cannot go get what you want if you don't know what it is. You just cannot do it. So you've got to know what you want. So think about what you want your life to look like, not what you think it's supposed to look like or what you wish it could look like. It's what you really want it to look like. And then when you start to talk yourself out of any of it, like, oh, I can't get in shape because I'm 62 or I can't, you know, I don't know how to travel outside internationally. I never have. So it's too late for me to learn how to do that now or whatever, whatever, whatever. When you start to talk yourself out of any of those things that you want, I want you to look around the world, literally your world, like people you know, and the world, people we all know, and find role models. Role models of women doing exactly what you say you want to do and who are midlifers or older. Okay, so here's some examples. Okay, Oprah Winfrey is 70 years old this month. She is turning 70 years old this month. Now, I don't know if you've seen her lately. I saw her recently on television. I think she was giving an award or something. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's never looked better. Like she looks fantastic. She looks well, she looks uh, happy. She looks healthy. She looks, I mean, she doesn't, I, I don't know what 70, you know, mean what that is typical, but to me, she looks really, really great. And talk about a woman who is fulfilled, right? She does what's meaningful to her in her life. She impacts other people. She makes a difference. She lives a life of where she honors her needs. She does things that she loves. Yes, and I know part of what you're thinking right now, well, yeah, she's a billionaire. Well, let's just ignore that fact for a second and realize that she's a woman who loves herself. And we can love ourselves whether we have $2 or $2 billion. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You can love yourself just as much as Oprah loves herself. So she's 70. Okay. Cher, the singer, the actress, singer, producer, businesswoman, entertainer, Cher. She is 77 now. And she just put out a Christmas album for the first time and had a hit. Maybe more, I don't know, but for sure I know she had one hit off that that uh, Christmas uh, collection. And she is, I saw her singing and dancing on television. We know she's been in movies in the last few years still, even though she is 77. So in other words, we might be like, well, Cindy, I'm not sure. I don't sing and dance. I don't care what you do. What I'm saying is she is still active in her professional life because she wants to be. And she's made it possible for herself to be. And that's what's possible for you. If you want to be active professionally in whatever career, one you've had forever, one you've never had, you want to get some training, you want to go volunteer somewhere, you want to be you know, really good at something, you can go do that. It doesn't matter what age you are. I looked up to see who the oldest woman ever was that uh, ran a marathon and her name Let's see, is, I, I forgot, it's Harriet something, I'm, I'm looking it up here. Um, whoops, sorry, it's just taking me a second. 
um, Harriet Thompson. Harriet Thompson of Charlotte, North Carolina, completed the Rock and Roll San Diego Marathon at the age of 92 in 2015. She's the oldest one to ever do it, at least according to, I think it's Wikipedia or something. 2015, Harriet Thompson of Charlotte, North Carolina, 92 years old, completed a marathon. I mean, if that's not inspiring, I don't know what is. So I think, you know, again, what do you want? Do you want to be more physically active? I mean, I'm not asking you to run a marathon if you don't want to do that. But if you do, hey, get, get on it. Harriet did it when she was 92. I highly doubt she was someone exceptional in every way other than she was probably really determined and did the work to do it. Um, Forbes, in Forbes magazine recently, it said that 80% of Forbes' 100 most powerful women list this year are over 50 years old. They're over 50 years old. A woman's career is a long game. Normalize the pauses and the shifts. Okay, did you hear that? 80% of Forbes' 100 most powerful women list are over 50 years old. 80%. That's the vast majority of people on that list. And what do I hear from women in their 50s and 60s all the time? Oh, no one will find my work valuable. I can't do anything. There's nothing for me here. I'm not trained enough. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. On and on and on and on and on. I hear it. So these are facts that we know about other people and our world, which says, uh-uh, age is not not an ender. Age does not need to be an ender. One of my favorites is the Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, books. You know, those Little House on the Prairie books. Um, the author, Laura Ingalls Wilder, she lived those pioneer days and then wrote about them. You know, when she first published her very first book, she was 65 years old. And it was like 1932 or something. Not now. It wasn't in modern times when publishing a book is so much easier. 1932, I believe it was, and she was 65 years old. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I know she was 65 years old. I just don't know what year it was. Anyway, um, my point being is she did not become an author until later in her life. So you can find all kinds of evidence of women doing amazing things at any age at all. Any age at all. Young, young women too are doing amazing things. We midlifers are doing amazing things. Older women than us are doing amazing things. So you don't need to stop yourself. If you wanna know more about living to age 100 and the secrets of you know, living the, of longevity and happy, healthy longevity, Get on Netflix and watch the special, The Secret of the Blue Zones. Live to 100, Secret of the Blue Zones. Blue Zones are areas with the highest majority of people who are over 100 years old who are thriving. And, and, all, how, and it explores their lifestyles, how, you know, what they eat, what they do, how they live, how they work, how they connect, all kinds of things. It's a wonderful study of aging well. 
And there's people all over the world doing this. So another nice resource is the podcast called Wiser Than Me. I know you like podcasts because you're listening to mine. Another great one is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, you know, the gal from Seinfeld and, and other stuff, who, by the way, looks great at her age as well. And she's doing this podcast called Wiser Than Me, where she interviews women who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, who have done amazing things or are living, living amazing lives, feeling good in their older years. So there are all kinds of examples out there of people who are, um, you know, aging and not letting age define the quality of their life. So I want you to stop defining your, the quality of your life by what age you are. So um, another person who studies, uh, uh, who is in her 60s or 70s, who talks about aging a lot is Prill Boyle. And she says to keep moving, keep working, and keep connected. Keep moving, keep working, and keep connected. Okay, so let's talk about, um, again, what you want and what your ideal version of your age would be for the age you dread. Like what would an ideal version of this be? Again, and we'll go look for examples. You know, who are the women in the world that you know, whether it's your own, your people you know personally or others that you really admire in whatever area, whether it's politics, religion, athletics, art, culture, uh, you know, anything, whatever it is, um, and uh, think about who they are, how they are, and what you can do to align your life in such a way that you feel good about it, like you feel good about theirs. And get very, very specific. And then use, we have gifts of, there are gifts of aging. I call them gifts of aging that we can use to create anything. So here they are. There's five that I, I identify. One is experience. This is one of the greatest gifts of aging because when we're 16 or we're 22 or we're 30, we're not very experienced in life. We do not have a lot of history or just general life wisdom because we just haven't lived that long yet. We think we know everything when we're 16, but we don't. We know what we know. And as we age, we get more experience and can really tap into you know, those, the history that we have. So use your experience and what you've gained from the experience. And number two, the second gift of aging is wisdom. I hope you've gathered wisdom over your decades of life because life is like a school every, in every environment. It's like an education all in itself. And we can take in we can learn from all of our experiences. We can learn from other people's experiences and really capture some gems of wisdom that can help us now create anything that we want or live how we want to live. And number three, another gift of age is we have perspective, right? Like things that seem so, 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 so critically important to us in our younger years. Now we might roll our eyes thinking that we thought those things were important Maybe not. Maybe you haven't changed a lot in what's important to you, and that's okay too. But with that experience, with wisdom, comes a different perspective for most people. And that is something that you can use as you're creating your life 
now. You can look at your value system, look at your belief system, put your years of experience and wisdom to, to work and go, yeah, I've got this whole new take on, on life here. And this is more how I want to take it from here. And then number four, hopefully at this point, as you've aged, you you have more resources. You may have more money than you used to have. I hope so. Um, you may have more um, uh, access to resources. I mean, certainly there's a lot more resources in the world in terms of information, organizations, opportunities, all kinds of things more than there ever have been before. Definitely much more than we were all growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and so forth. So tap into resources that you have at your disposal. Honestly, one of the greatest resources I think aging people have is AARP, that organization. Go become a member. It costs like 16 bucks a year or something. They have uh, information they put out constantly to help us age better, to be healthier, to be happier. They give, um, you know, advice on places that are great to travel, the best places for older people to live. They have a whole section on careers and jobs and opportunity and training. I mean, it's the resources they have are unlimited and that's just one organization. Check them out. And then number five, the gift of age that I think is another wonderful gift is what I call the time crunch, the time crunch. Now this is, what I mean by this is whether you're in your 50s or your 60s, maybe even your 40s, I mean, none of us know what the future holds, but it's very likely that half of your life is over in earthly terms, in earthly physical age. It's very, very likely that your human experience is half over at best, right? <laughs> because like I'm 56. You know, if I lived to be 112, I would think that was quite a miracle. I can't even imagine that, but it's possible. Some people do live to be up in the 112s and so forth. But in other words, I there's a time crunch, right? I know half my gig's probably over and probably more than half. And so I really want to be wise about how I use my time, right? The clock is ticking, so to speak, with the earthly life for all of us all the time, no matter what age we are, but the older we get, the more that could be, that can be something to consider that I hope it won't be scary, but will be inspiring to be very motivating. Like why waste another minute, right? This is it. Here we are. This is it. Let's not waste any more time. Okay. So those are the thoughts I have for you today about aging and, uh, <clears throat> Another resource you might want to look at is um, the website 60andme.com. If you're in your 60s, there's a woman named Margaret Manning doing some work there that I think is, is worth a, a, a peek. And then there's a book out there by author Prill Boyle called Defying Gravity. And there's YouTube interviews with her as well. And the, so that might be another fun uh, resource for you to check out. So, um, what is my message to you? My message, bottom line, is please do not let age define you. You define who you're going to be at this age and at every age. So if you would like me to 
support you in this whole journey we call life. I'd love to have a chat with you and hear what's important to you and hear what's keeping you stuck and hear what's going on. So just schedule a time with me for a chat. It's free. There's no obligation. There's no nothing. Just go to timewithcindy.com and I will look forward to getting to know you better. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Makeovers podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with those that you think would also benefit from what we're doing here. And I will talk to you again soon.